Hey, welcome to Friday Night School. Yesterday was first Friday. Is, is actual Friday called second Friday or is it just Friday? You have first Friday and then simply Friday. I think we need to go for maximum confusion. So first Friday and Friday is how we're going to refer to it. There's no second Friday. I guess Saturday. No, Saturday's second, uh, the second Friday. I, I'll go with that. There is a second Friday, but it's Saturday. It goes first Friday, which is known commonly as Thursday. Second Friday is Saturday. And then in the middle is simply Friday. But, you know, it's, it's funny, like, I actually try to avoid doing all this tech talk, but it comes up inevitably. It's a part of our world, and I think about it. I think about the way that it impacts people, and other people think about it the way that it impacts people, and they come to different conclusions than I do. So how could I not say something? How could I not speak about it? And, you know, as much as I do sort of take this, I would say, you know, I wouldn't say it's completely coming from a place of devil's advocacy when I defend social media. Some of it does, definitely, because it's so easy. Like there, there are so many obvious flaws with this world that we've created, this digital world that we call social media, this simulation of the human subconscious, the, the collective unconscious. You know, it's so easy to criticize it for valid reasons that I think I do take this sort of devil's advocate position about it, but it's not like I'm making things up. Like when I talk about the things that I believe are good about it, that it's a tool that can be used like any other tool, like a telephone, anything else you would use. You know, while I try to take that point of view on it and see the value that it has, you know, I, I did a recent episode about how when the companies themselves made it more difficult to view things chronologically, how I think that's a symptom of some greater issue dealing with the way that they're they're confusing people. It makes it easier for them to manipulate information because if it doesn't appear chronologically, oh, well, it's just the algorithm. It's, you know, it's, it gives them a lot of room to manipulate things. And not that I even necessarily believe they're devoted to manipulation. We know that's a part of what they do. I think anybody who denies that these social media corporations aren't doing some kind of manipulation, I don't I wouldn't even know what to say to that person. I really I wouldn't even know where to begin if they believe that these people are acting in 100% good faith. But you know, I do try to be a little bit I, I try to see these things as objectively as I can. But I've mentioned this before, but one of the biggest issues I have is like the liking system too. Like I think that that was a bad move. If somebody cares enough, they can comment. But the idea of accumulating points, because that's all that is, it's points. And then that plays into people's egos, like not just the accumulation of points, but even just like noticing who pays attention and who likes it. Did she like it? Like back when when people were really using Facebook, when young people were still invested in it and like a girl you liked added you and then you post something and she likes it, you know, that kind of thing that really strokes your ego. And I imagine a lot of relationships were formed that way. Like I there was one girl where I feel like, like we, we had met in person, like we knew each other through mutual friends, but it was like. She kind of signaled, like, she. And I noticed that she was liking my posts. I noticed, I noticed she was liking a lot of my posts. And so I was, I reciprocated. In order to get likes, you must give likes, as my grandpa comic once said. But, you know, it's that sort of thing where you kind of notice, oh, she's, she's signaling. That's, that's a signal. It's saying, like, I approve of you at the very least. And then we ended up seeing each other at a party later. And then just hung out the whole time. And so, and, and that was the start of a relationship basically. So it, it is interesting how that plays a role. And I'm sure a lot of people, for a lot of people, a lot of relationships, I'm sure that whole like system of like knocking the ping pong ball in that direction and they knock it back and they do this digitally through these likes, you know, I'm sure that that factored into a lot of people's relationships one way or another. Uh, but, uh, you, know, you know, just the liking system though, you know, just the way that people get invested in that, like the fact that, that then gives people not just the opportunity, but the impulsive incentive to look, to see who did it. It's not just about the numbers. I want to know who. 
And then that plays into what I was actually going to bring up here, which is Instagram, which I never think about. I never really think about it too much. Like, obviously, last year, when politics were just at, at their absolute breaking point, it was pretty much just the worst I've ever seen it. You know, something that's like a fairly neutral territory, this Instagram is a fairly neutral territory. But during that time, it suddenly became unbearable to look at for a while. And but other than that, you know, I don't really typically think about it. It doesn't really make me think one way or another. It's just it's it's what people want to express visually with maybe a caption or maybe a thought to go along with it. But when they brought about this whole story system, because when they first did that, because I never I had never used Snapchat or anything similar, like I I missed the boat on that. But I think it's something I imagine it works similarly, where it's like something that is temporary. But the fact, it, the temporary nature of it, like, got me at first. I was like, oh, this is something where, you know, it turns out everybody's way more spiritually mature than me. Because I noticed at some point, like, I didn't even, like, I had a phone that didn't even show you those. Like, like my phone didn't even show you stories. Like, it only, like, my phone had some, like, antiquated version of Instagram. So antiquated. It was probably, like, two years old or something. But it was some old version of Instagram on my phone. So all you could do is see the main pictures. And then I think I got a new phone or I upgraded the the app. And I was able to see people's stories. And it kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh, there was... It turns out there was this whole form of communication going on that I couldn't see and didn't know about. And it turns out that's what a lot of people do. I mean, you see the girls on there. Girls are doing that all day. Girls love the stories. Guys do too, but I think girls in particular seem particularly attracted to the stories. Um, and and so I saw that and I was just like, wow, this is something else entirely. And my first thought was like, oh, everybody's so much more spiritually mature than me. They want to, they just want to share things and they understand the fleeting nature of all this. They're not attached to their photos. They don't have to post it as a main photo that you can reference a year from now like it doesn't have to be part of their main Instagram profile it's just this thing they want to throw out there and let go of they're so Buddhist and spiritually mature who knew who knew that these people that I know to be constantly involved in drama and voyeurism who knew that they were so spiritually mature that they just want to throw things out into the wind and let them go they're not attached to their photos my first thought was that, but then reality set in, and I saw this whole, that it allows you to see who saw it. It's like a light getting shined on the whole panopticon. You get to see who's looking at you. Because that's the thing about normal social media, or at least the way that it used to be, where you had no idea. It was the true panopticon. You never actually know who's looking at it. And then they invented the like system which allowed people to casually signal that they saw it and they approve of you or approve of what you said. So that was created. But that's not enough. That just tells us the people that took the effort to send a signal to us. We want to know who looked. We want to know every pair of eyeballs that saw this. And it's not that people are spiritually mature. They want to know if that guy... Or that girl looked at it. And I don't look at that shit. Like, I'll use Instagram stories. Like, to me, it's just like, oh, this is something that's probably slightly more worthless than what I would normally share. That's basically my approach. And to me, it's just all novelty. And But, but it's just funny because I started to notice that a lot of people, especially women, really love that story thing. And, I, and it made me think, oh, they, they like it because it tells them who saw it. And no matter who you are, where you're at in your life, there's always somebody that you want to know if they looked. And the reason I'm talking about this is because I've gotten, I thought I kind of understood this stuff. Like I thought that I grew up with this stuff. I, I grew up with this stuff. I, I thought I understood it, but it's just a reminder that I don't know the full extent that this has entered people's minds where I've known a bunch of people lately who are just going through like relationship problems. Somebody I know broke up with their significant other. And this is a person who doesn't really, this person has a social media account, but doesn't really use it. Like, I mean, barely uses it. Definitely is not, has never really been into that whole world. 
but yet even like getting his perspective, like, like hearing how he's even obsessing over it. Like he's obsessing over Instagram stories. He's obsessing over like what this person is doing, you know, that sort of situation. And I, you know, I want to be respectful and not reveal too much, which might be too late for that in general, which I'll get into. But, uh, you know, it's just that sort of thing where it's like, I'm just learning different things. And I was even listening to a show, like even outside of my personal life, hearing that people I know are like getting onto their Instagram and they're like, they're not checking stories deliberately because they don't want that person to know they saw it. And so they're getting like friends to look at it and tell them what's on there, which is incredible. I'm not even lying. And I understand it. Like I would, I would, you know, if I were in the same position, you know, I might be doing the same thing if I were in that position, I don't really know. But it's, it's kind of amazing to me that even somebody who's not invested in the phone world, somebody who's not invested in technology or the internet is preoccupied with the little signals that you can get from this thing. Is the person looking at my thing? Oh, they looked at it right away. Oh, within seconds of me sharing my story, I checked and I saw that they saw it. So that means that they're just sitting there waiting. This is the kind of stuff that's playing out. And if this is playing out in my friends' lives, I can only imagine how this is playing out in normal people's lives. I'm learning all kinds of things, though, like where it's like apparently the timestamp. Like if you send an Instagram message, like because this is another part of it is like it tells you when somebody's seen your message, which like, are you just trying to make people's lives worse? Are you trying to make people's lives worse by telling them when someone has seen it but, like, didn't respond or what time they saw it? I don't see what the the value of that is. Because, yeah, there's a certain sort of person who has self-discipline, and if they send something to somebody and then that person sees it and the person who sent it knows they see it, they'll say, well, it's out of my hands. If she doesn't want to respond, that's on her. But there's a whole other type of person, and I think this person might be even more common, who they see that somebody saw something and didn't respond, and their response is to go even harder. Because you take it personally, and I'll get into that. I'll get into all of this, how personal this becomes. And, and uh, so I'm just learning a lot. Like, you know, and, and I found out recently, somebody told me that like, if you send a message to somebody on their... This is Instagram again. This is all about Instagram. Uh, if you send a message to somebody on there and it shows you like the timestamp of when they read it, if they go back later and read it again, the timestamp apparently updates and shows the last time they read it. And so somebody I know found out that somebody is just like repeatedly reading messages. They're just reading these old messages over and over again, which people do. Like, I remember doing that, like, when I was very young. I mean, it's been a long time, but when I was, like, you know, one of the first girls that I was ever interested in and, like, I wouldn't say broke my heart, but just I was sad that she wasn't interested or whatever or that things didn't work out. I remember going through and reading old conversations, but knowing it was pathetic at the time, and, I'm, you know, it's that sort of thing. There's nothing pathetic about reading old messages with someone you cared about, but there is a certain point where it just becomes pointlessly indulgent and definitely bad for you it's not even about judging them it's just that yeah it's, it's not even about judgment at all it's not like oh you loser you're a loser for reading old messages between you and someone you cared about it's not even like that it's just it's simply i know that's bad for you it's like seeing somebody drinking too much it's like oh yeah i know that's bad for you you're not helping yourself but the fact but then you you go with the other angle too which is like even knowing, because then it becomes this weird meta game. It becomes so strange and abstract where you have somebody who's repeatedly reading old messages and it's updating the timestamp. And then you yourself are checking the messages too to see if the timestamp updates. And if you're both aware of the fact that the timestamp updates, you're both checking, you're no longer reading old messages. Now you're both just checking the same message thread to see when the last time the other person read it. It's very bizarre. But this is the world people are in. And I've learned all kinds of things. I mean, a a female friend of mine was dating a guy a while back. And he would go through, you know, she's a pretty girl. And she has male friends. I'm, I'm one of her good friends. We have a platonic friendship. 
That's all it is. It's a platonic friendship. We dated for a brief time like seven years ago. And we maintained a friendship. And that's all it is. You know, and I mean, people, of course, struggle with that. Rightfully so. Like, I don't I don't blame a guy for being jealous. But apparently like, this guy wasn't even jealous of me because I met him. I ended up meeting him. And I think that hopefully and, and in, in those situations, I talked about it before. But like, I really I want to devote like a whole segment to like how to be friends with women or something. Not that I'm an expert, but just based on my experiences. Because I've found that like when I've had a girlfriend who has a male friend and he's too accommodating like if he tries too hard to kind of like humor me, that's kind of, that seems kind of fishy to me. Like if he tries too hard to make himself seem harmless, I'm like, you're trying too hard to make yourself seem like you're not interested in my girlfriend. You're trying a little too hard to seem harmless in this situation. And so you got to watch for that, but then you also got to watch for the opposite, which is that someone who is a male friend of a girl of your girlfriend who's like trying to knock you down a peg too. So when I met this guy, like, you know, and I'd already kind of heard that he was the jealous type, which I feel like that's just such an obvious red flag. But, you know, I just, I wanted just to be as neutral as possible, make it clear that like, I'm not secretly involved with his girlfriend, but I also don't want to lay myself prone and be like, I'm just a pussy. I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not, and I'm not going to pretend to be more harmless than I am just because some guy's scared, because so many guys are scared of their girlfriends leaving them or cheating on them, and rightfully so, because it happens, but people get addicted to that paranoia. But I found out that this guy, he would go through my friend's social media posts and ask her, like, about each guy who liked the posts. Like, who's he? And be jealous about that. And there was something, too, where, like, she had had a couple's profile photo, like a photo of her and, and her boyfriend as her profile photo. And she changed it to something else that was just, like, relevant to whatever, you know, she she had a picture of, like, her with, I don't know, an animal or something. And she just changed it. And he was extremely upset. Like, this guy became extremely upset. He felt that the fact that she removed a couple's profile photo of the two of them was some, like she had committed some horrible crime or was like planning on leaving him. So you can see people are going insane. This is the, this is, this to me is the bad side of social meteor. But none of this comes from social meteor. It would be any tool available. I mean, cause that's the equivalent, like, like the guy going through every single post that his girlfriend makes and being like, who's this guy? 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 Who's this? You know, a guy doing that. Like, he's the same guy who 30 years ago, before the internet, if his wife gets a phone call and there's a male voice, he's like, who was that? Who, who, you, what, what kind of man would be calling you? And she's like, it, it was the accountant. It was the accountant. It was my brother. And like what I've told to, especially women I know, not that there's that many, just a couple times, but what I've told them, like when they're involved with somebody who's jealous, I've said, you know, I know like you can... I understand the rationale of being a man and being uncomfortable with other men in relation to your girl, your girl. I understand that, that feeling. And that's, you know, as I said in a recent episode, you know, jealousy has a place. There are times where you should feel jealous and jealousy might be what guides you, guides you to not getting screwed over by somebody or, you know, whatever it is. Like sometimes your intuition is telling you something and there's a reason you feel jealous. Jealousy is a tool, but it can be abused like every other tool. And a couple of times, like when, when girls I know have told me like they're involved with a guy who's expressing jealousy over other men, I say, just so you know, it's not going to end there. And I, I usually say like, has he expressed jealousy about your friendship, even with like women? And usually they're like, yeah, actually. And I said, yeah, it doesn't end there. I mean, those are the same types of guys who end up alienating people from their friends and their family. It's not just about other men. It's about anyone who could potentially influence you one way or another in a way that that guy doesn't like. And I don't even think the men know they're doing it. Because that's a big mistake that these... Everyone thinks they're you know an expert in masculine psychology. And I wouldn't even say I am even though I am a masculine psychology. So that should tell you something. Even though I devoted a lot of myself to a lot of my life to trying to understand 
what could be called masculine psychology. I don't think of it using that ridiculous phrase, but still, that's what it is. And, you know, I, I, so I feel like if I don't understand it completely, then who can? Like, definitely somebody who's not a man has no way of understanding it. Uh, but, you know, I understand why men think the way they do, why I think the way I do, like in response to something. Like when someone's jealous, we can understand the rationale, but it's like that, it, it never stops. Like that, that ends up going in all these other different types of places. And I don't think men are deliberately doing it in every case. I think some of them are, but not every man even knows he's doing that. And I mean, women do it as well. There are jealous women. It's just that men represent something different in that situation. You know, like a man's anger. Yeah, there are wives who have cut their husband's dickies off. There are wives who have killed their husband and another woman because, you know, that that sort of thing. But still, we all know how the scale is tipped in that regard. You know, the severity of a man's thinking is something you can't possibly understand unless you felt it. And trust me, I have. And I haven't even felt the most severe aspects of that. I haven't even... The spectrum of severity of a man's thinking, I've only... While I'm familiar with it, I haven't even gone that far. So I don't even know what that's like. But that is scary. That's terrifying. It's what we're all scared of all the time, right? A man whose thinking has become too severe is what everybody's afraid of all the time. Um, But yeah, just that jealousy is always a signal. But going back to the social meteor aspect where it's like people are sitting there and they're professing their love to somebody and they're spending their life with somebody. Meanwhile, they're going through their social meteor and they're asking questions about every guy. They're getting upset about couples' profile photos. They're trying to control things that way. But the point is, it's like that's a really nasty and dark side of social meteor. However, the behavior exists with telephones. The behavior exists with letters. I mean, I wonder how many horrible fights happened. I mean, I wonder how much domestic violence happened a hundred years ago because a woman received a letter from another guy. Oh, her, her early boyfriend wrote her a letter and the husband saw it. You know, it's, that's social media too. Writing letters is social media. Uh, the, the impulse is there. The foundation is there. But I'm just, I've gotten like a real dose that I guess I wasn't fully aware of. I mean, it's been so long since I've been involved in weird relationship stuff. And like, the only thing that I will admit to doing is like, when a, this girlfriend and I broke up, a couple of different girlfriends, you know, in, in the, at the peak time of Facebook and all that, when everybody was checking it regularly, I, I don't know how people use it now. I don't check it very often anymore. I don't, and I, not because I dislike it. It just kind of got, what else is there to say? What else is there to do with it? Um, but I remember like after a couple breakups, like paying attention, like there was a girl that broke up with me and I posted a drawing or something. I posted some art. I think it was my posh spice drawing actually. So I posted my posh spice drawing and I noticed that she liked it. This girl who broke up with me that I was still kind of hung up on. She liked my, my drawing. And then guess what? I went back a day later to look, this is how you torture yourself. I went back to look. And I saw that she had unliked it. Shame on me for noticing. Shame on me for looking. Shame on me for caring. But I'm seeing so many people in that headspace. Like somebody I know who would never otherwise think that way is thinking that way now about these newer programs and these newer applications. I hear about it all the time. I was listening to a podcast last night, uh, a famous podcast, where somebody was talking about how he knew that it, this guy knew that his ex-girlfriend was officially over him because he noticed that she stopped looking at his Instagram stories. So that tells you something. It tells you that that's in us to check any way we can. Like you do it with people who you have a crush on and you haven't consummated the crush. Like, oh, there's this girl and I kind of like her. I think she kind of likes me. And I noticed that she she looks at every story. She looks at every Instagram story. You know, it's like that sort of way of thinking. And uh, But then you do it after the fact, too. You do it after things are over. 
where it's like, oh, we broke up or things didn't work out, but I'm still checking to see if she's still paying attention. So you, it's like this bookend of anxiety, of curiosity, obsession, because obsession plays a role in all that, where people are obsessed. But even just the thing of like not, you know, people unfollow other people, all that stuff. It's just, this is the stuff that's kind of created such a, a strange situation, you know, where, I mean, my Instagram account, like I have two, I have one that's just for my art. It's just, all it is is my art. I have another one though, it's just me. And it's a goof account. You know, it's, it's, it's not meant, you know, occasionally there'll be something serious. I mean, that's, it's like this show, you know, it's, it's my mentality is the same as this show where it's like, I want to be able to express something sincerely once in a while. I want to be able to show something in my life that's important. I want to be able to post pictures of Batty. Occasionally, if I'm feeling vain, I want to be able to post a photo of myself, post a photo of nature, you know, anything. You know, it's like we all understand the rationale for like why we want to express ourselves and share a little corner of our lives. But for me, too, it's also a chance to like goof off. And it's like, oh, I saw something stupid. Or for me, it's like these little videos that I think really disturb some people. And I've gotten a lot of a lot of people find them very funny, I've, I've found out. But it's just it's the voices I do on this show. It's it's the hey, I, I just I don't understand what my nephew's doing in there. You know, it's that kind of idea. It's like that kind of it's all based around that. And it's just, it's just doing these little vignettes. I don't expect anybody to actually find them funny, but I found that some people do. Sometimes they might be a hit. Sometimes they might be a miss. Most people probably don't give a shit either way. I mean, to be fair, there was one day where I posted like nine of them. So probably someone was like going through their Instagram account and they just kept seeing these black and white videos of my mouth. Cause I just zoom in on my mouth when I do it. And you know, I don't blame somebody. I don't take that personally. But it's always funny to me when you find out that somebody unfollowed you. Again, like I don't check that. I don't I don't maintain like a a schedule where I go in and I'm like, oh, did so and so unfollow me? And it, I find the humor in it when they do. Because it happened to me a while back where there's this guy who it turns out is a big fan of my creativity. He's this guy that uh, he's like an older guy who lives in Canada. And I had some kind of correspondence with him many years ago, but I don't know him. But he's a big fan of like, I, you know, I made all these noise records way back when. Still do it once in a while, but I made these noise, industrial noise, you know, you know, you know, if you know what it is, you know what it is. But, you know, I made these records years ago that some people still like. There's not very many of them out there. Very niche but this guy, he's a big fan of that. And one time I was going through the Instagram stories because I don't check those regularly, but once in a while, it's, it's interesting to see what people do. Because I don't resent anybody on there. You know, aside from when people are being very heavy-handed politically, I, I, I admit that I do get have a negative response sometimes to that. But other than that, I don't just look at people's lives or what they want to express and feel any resentment toward them. I'm choosing to look at this. I feel good about my own life. I have no reason to hold these people in contempt just for expressing themselves. You know, I just don't feel that way. I know a lot of people do feel a lot of resentment. I knew I know that the familiarity that social media brings also breeds contempt. But anyway, this guy who I found out is like a fan of me and I don't feel I don't have many fans so I just found out he's a fan, but like I, I, I saw that he posted one of my records in his Instagram story. And that's like one of those things where you do a double take. Like whenever I've seen where somebody posts something related to me, I do a double take. I'm like, wait, what am I seeing? You know, it's, it's that sort of thing. It's very unexpected. And I messaged him and I was just like, because he, he was like, play this one loud. Play this one loud. That's how Canadians sound these days. Play this one loud. And I, so I responded and I was like, thank you so much. You know, thanks for, thanks for promoting my, my stuff or praising it, whatever you're doing. And then I knew that the only reason I followed this guy is because he had followed me at some point. It wasn't like some guy where I was like, oh, I'm going to follow this record collector because you know what I really need? I need more pictures of records in my life. I need to see just random pictures of records every day. No, I'm not, I'm not talking shit, but still, that's like the kind of guy this is. 
And it was just funny to me because like right after I messaged him, he sent me like a follow request. And I was like, oh, he, he unfollowed me at some point. <laughs> He's a fan of me, but he unfollowed me, which to me is like, that is exactly what I want. Like there was a, I, I could feel where my ego was kind of like, wait a second, I don't entirely like this. I was actually proud of it though, because he's still like repping my record. He's still posting pictures of my records and saying, play it loud, play it loud. You know, he's still, he's still doing that. And I, I feel like I'm allowed to make fun of him a little bit, given he unfollowed me. You're telling me you like my records, but you don't like the way I express myself on social media I like that, though. I, I like the idea of somebody being a fan of one thing you do, but like seeing the way you express yourself and being like, eh, I don't need I don't need to see into this guy's life. <laughs> uh, and who knows that could have happened with other people as well. I wouldn't even know because, like I said, I don't I don't compare. I don't compare and contrast my following versus not following list because you know it's funny too like where people's egos get twisted up in this stuff because like I've mentioned before how when you when you were growing up kids would pretend not to know each other's names because there's a power in that like if you know if somebody knows your name but you don't know their name in school it means you're more popular you're not paying attention to them it's a power move but all you have to do is get drunk one time with people you went to high school with and you find out that they knew your name, they knew your middle name, they knew your last name, they knew who your siblings were. They were just, they were very aware. But it's like raising your hand and answering the teacher's question. There's something about doing that that kind of like, it, it, it reveals your hand. And it's the same thing with like knowing people's names. And so there's, there's something psychologically horrifying for the average human being when they find out that they are following one of their peers on Instagram or social media or, and that person isn't following them back or stopped following them. You know, it's, there's something horrifying to the average human being about that. And I feel it, you know, like when I saw that this guy who's a fan of me <laughs> it wasn't enough of a fan to want to see in a window into my goofiest, you know, whims. You know, there was a part of me that was like, I guess maybe I should unfollow him. Like a retaliatory unfollowing. A phrase that has never even entered my brain. And like the only other time I can think of it where an ex-girlfriend, for whatever reason, we were we were friends after we broke up. And I don't know what happened, but at some point, like six months after we broke up, seven months after we broke up, you know, we would still talk. We were still friendly, just out of nowhere. No, it was, it was more than that. It was more than a year. No, it was, it was, yeah, more than a, it was about a year and a half, I think, after we broke up. I See, I even know. I even know when this happened. But at some point, it was just like she didn't want anything else to do with me online and, you know, in that case, I unfollowed her as well because I was like, you know, it, it does feel weird to be following my ex-girlfriend when she no longer wants to follow me. That just seemed like something that wasn't retaliatory. That was just practical. I don't want this to be. It's, it gets weird if this is a one-sided online relationship. And I'd broken up with her, so... It wasn't even like, uh, but at some point, I don't know what it was. Who knows what it was? We have, we've never talked since. But it's that sort of thing. But then just recently, just very recently, with all this going on, like this guy on this podcast talking about how, oh, I realized my ex-girlfriend was over me when she stopped looking at my Instagram stories. But the fact that you noticed, the fact that you were taking the time and effort to do this in the same way that 10 years ago, and it was almost 10 years ago, which is crazy, that I, I got online and saw that this girl who just broke up with me liked my post, and then I went back later and saw that she unliked it. You spin your wheels on that stuff, and you think that there's some sort of, like, I, I, I recall talking to a friend about that. I can only imagine how my friend felt hearing that, where I was like, I noticed that she liked my post and then unliked it. What do you think it means? What do you think it means? And my friend was just like, it means whatever it means. You know, what, what do you want me to say? 
I mean, the fact that she took the time to do that is, is interesting, but still it's nothing ever came of it. But talking to people who go through breakups and are hung up, it's like they'll spin their wheels over all this nonsense and they're online looking for signals. They're playing politics. They're playing like the politics of voyeurism where it's like, oh, I want to know what she's saying, but I don't want her to know that I saw it. So I can't look at her stories. Meanwhile, she's doing the same thing to me. And it's like these, just this obsession, this, the great spinning of wheels that happens. And, you know, I, I would dare say that I don't know if there's a situation where people spin their wheels harder than after a breakup, especially one that doesn't make sense to them. That's brutal. But just recently, I was going to say, I just found out that somebody unfollowed me and it, you know, I, I don't like it. Like, I'm, I'm actually a little, uh, I'm not upset about it. Like, I am finding like a certain humor in it. But it's somebody who sent me a message at the end of June. And I, I have talked about this person on here and it makes me wonder, like, I don't, I can't imagine she would still listen to this. And so now I'm thinking, God, did I say the wrong thing? But like everything I've said, when I've mentioned this person, it's always been, I believe, flattering. Like I have nothing but great things to say about this person. But it, it makes me a little sad because this is a person I know in reality, in real life, and had fun times with. And so I'm just like, huh, I wonder what it was. Because you always wonder, what was it? What was the moment when this person decided that they didn't want to share the digital world with you? Like, what was the moment that made them do it? That's always interesting. But again, that's the spinning of wheels. That's, the, that's what your mind does. Your mind says, what was the moment? And I did check because I was like, I just heard from her. I just heard from her like two weeks ago. Like I sent her something two weeks ago or something like that. It wasn't very long ago. And she was friendly. And not and more than just friendly, like 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 fueled the conversation a little bit. Like added something to the mix. Not just like responded with one word. And then, you know, the fact that a month ago she had contacted me. Uh, who knows what it was? If you're listening, let me know. If you unfollowed me in the last month, Contact me. Uh, I, but I, I, I'll let you know, I didn't unfollow you. I thought about it. That's the thing is your ego goes, she unfollowed me. But you know what? Maybe she has reason to. You know, maybe she has some reason to. I always just hope it's not for something offensive, I guess. Because I don't think that I'm a truly offensive person. I say what I want. And I censor myself enough on here. But... Uh, the only reason my mind goes there is because this person did hear my show a long time ago and like kind of took offense to something that I found inoffensive. And if that's the case, I can't, there's nothing I can do, but I, I have no clue. Like that's another thing too. Like speaking of this show, like this show doesn't get a lot of listens. This isn't a popular show. This show's under a rock somewhere. And once in a while, somebody's like, I'm going to try kicking this rock over and they find this show. So this show, it's not like this show is getting tons of listens, but one thing that I never, ever do is I never look at the metrics because I can find out what country people are listening to this show in. It'll tell me if somebody has an account, like it'll give me information on the demographics. It'll give me information on who, not necessarily who is listening to it, but it'll give me the demographics. Like it'll tell me where people are, that kind of thing. You know, like any metrics these days. But I don't look that up. I, and, I, and when I say I don't look it up, I mean I absolutely never, ever look it up. It is not relevant to me. This show is not about that. This show is not about checking the metrics. This isn't, this isn't about knowing. This is talking into the void. And if the void has ears, God bless the void's ears. Because that's the only reason I do this, is just to send things out into the void. And so I, I, don't, I don't pay attention to any of that, but I find all of that quite sick, to be honest. As much as I defend the digital world and social media, or 
I find the checking of metrics, especially when it pertains to your personal life, because that's what you're doing when you're like seeing who looked at your Instagram story. Oh, is it the guy I like? 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 And then you check it repeatedly. Like I heard about a situation where somebody, they knew that somebody had basically posted something as bait. Like somebody in their life had posted an Instagram story as bait. It was about something highly specific. Like it involved some, it involved a reference. Basically, it was a reference to something highly specific that related to these two people. And the person deliberately didn't look at it. They heard about it, though. That's the thing, too. You hear about it from friends. They'll be like, I, you talk to a friend. Did you see what she posted? And again, I'm not mocking anybody because I've absolutely been in this place. My point is not that this is... My point is not that anybody should be embarrassed for this stuff. Like, you shouldn't be embarrassed about it, but you should get some discipline. You shouldn't get caught up in it. Like, you shouldn't be a person who posts Instagram stories, which are kind of nice that you can just throw something up that's fleeting. You're not putting it on the mantle. It's just something you're throwing in the air, you know. It is nice that you can do that. that You can just kind of throw something out there. It's not attached to you in any way. It's just something people can see in a certain window of time. But this whole thing that allows you to see who saw it is perverse. It is perverse that they created that. And of course they did, because these companies are inherently perverse. They're fueled by psychological perversity. Social media sites, as much as I want to think that they're not wholly bad, which I don't think they are. I don't think they're wholly bad. Maybe maybe wholly corrupt at this point, but not. I don't think their intentions are wholly bad. But, you know, shame on them for creating that. But, of course, they did because that helps get people using it. Like, if you just posted a story and you never, know, you never knew who saw it or not, oh, well. You're not going to look at it again. You're not going to keep checking it. You're going to post it and move on with your life. Maybe if you really feel like staring in the mirror, you're going to look at your own Instagram stories later. I don't, I don't know. You're going to really, if you really want to see your own reflection that badly, you'll look again later. I've done that. But this whole idea, I do not look at who saw it. I have before. But, uh, you know, I, I don't do that in the same way I don't check the metrics on this show or, or really on anything. I try not to do that now. And, you know, what's funny is, is the only reason... The only reason I found out that uh, the the only re- the only way that I know who unfollows me or not, and as far as I know, not a lot of people do, but still, the only reason I know is because when I edit my own Instagram story filter, like the the thing that blocks certain people from seeing a certain story, it shows you like who you can block, and it's not like like I mean when I when I tell people about this show, I typically block some people. Because there's certain people that I absolutely... I don't want them to listen to this. They will take everything the wrong way. And I just... There's certain people for various reasons that I do not want to think about this show. Our current climate, just... I don't feel comfortable with them. They would have to really try to, like, search for that rock to kick over to find this. I would rather have it be that way. But that's the only reason I know whether someone still follows me or not, because it goes through and it shows you like all of the possible people who can view your story. And those are all the people that follow you. And I I just noticed I was like going through it to actually post something about this show just to let people know the show is up. And it was like, oh, okay. Like I noticed she wasn't on there. And so you can see where I'm even spinning my wheels now, but I, I wasn't going to retaliate. You know, and the, the thing with that is it's, it's, it's weird on a personal level because you want to think that you can count on certain people in the flesh. Like when I talk about leaving channels open with people you know, with old friends, like, oh, your time together has passed. 
the time that you were spending time, the period where you were spending time with that person is long gone. But there's no reason to burn the bridge. And you would hope that, like, if you really need something or they really need something, one, that they would feel comfortable asking, and two, that there would be no problem from either side. And I would like to believe that most emergencies would allow that. But how does following somebody fit into that? If somebody unfollows you, is that closing a channel? Is that burning a bridge? Some people would take that very deeply personally. I only take it person <laughs> I only take it personally if it's somebody who I otherwise have no interest in. If it was somebody who I was is just like a boring person and I'm like, okay, I'll just I'll follow you back. And I find out that they unfollowed me, it's like, hey, hey, wait a second. I don't find you interesting either. And I was just being nice. But when it's somebody that's that you know personally, it's a little weird. Because you might see them. Or, you, or like I said, you might need something from them. And two, when it's such a short window of time. You know, when it's like, this person was sending me funny videos a month ago, and there was no conflict in between then. So it must have been something, maybe just my energy. Because, I mean, I've recognized that my mutant pheromones sometimes just put people off. I recognize that, but I don't want to get into too deep of a self-analysis here. We have plenty of time for that the rest of my life. A little tech talk here, just a little tech talk. We like to talk about technology, or as I call it, nature. Because that's actually what we're talking about here. We're talking about human dynamics. We're talking about communication. And if I didn't say so earlier, I've got about like a half inch left of Bang Energy Drink in this can And I've actually been nursing it. I bought it like three and a half hours ago. And so this is insane, actually. This is quite an accomplishment. Let's just close this episode out with a little bang talk. I really fucked up my stomach recently. You know, I've already had esophagitis for years. I was diagnosed with esophagitis. I believe I've, I've probably had it for like six years, seven years. But I was diagnosed with it about two years ago. And... They told me, like, don't drink anything carbonated and don't eat spicy food. And I love spicy food, but I did manage to cut back on both of those things. But I started getting into these Bang Energy drinks, and I don't think Bang fucked me up. They were having a sale at the grocery store on these some energy drink called Wired. Wired. It's like the magazine Wired. And so I bought a bunch of them. And they, were, they weren't zero calorie like Bang, but they had like 25 calories, which like sometimes like when I see like an energy drink like Bang and it has zero calories, that seems so suspicious. It's like, oh my God, zero calories. That must be like pure alien blood poison. But there's something almost more suspicious when something has like 25 calories. You know, it's like a normal Red Bull has what? I don't know, like 300, 500 calories. I have no clue. But if you see like, a couple hundred calories on an energy drink. You're like, oh, it has a bunch of sugar and other shit in it. At least it has calories. And then when you see zero, there's something that's kind of like, eh, it seems a little suspicious that something with that strong of a flavor and effect would have zero calories. But I have no illusions about this thing being good for me or anything like that. But when you get one that's like, first of all, on sale. So this company is probably failing because every single grocery store has had this same energy drink wired on sale, which tells me the company is probably folding or something. But as the one I was buying had like 25 calories. And I feel like that's kind of suspicious. It's like not zero and it's not hundreds. Something's wrong with it. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so I was drinking those. Like I, I drank like multiple, like over the span of a week, I was drinking like probably more than I should have, eating tons of spicy food. I just went all out in all the ways that my gastroenterologist had told me not to and sure enough like I was burping constantly my esophagitis was inflamed there were other things going on that I won't talk about here but I decided today to give myself a bang I actually bought two but I'm only going to have this one and I'm I'm blown away because it's a cherry blade lemonade which is one of the best flavors it's right I would say next to Miami Cola and Blue Raz probably the best flavor but 
I've managed to, you know, I was doing my push-ups while I was drinking it. I've managed to stretch this one can of bang out over three and a half hours. I almost feel like I wasted it. Even though this is probably the healthiest way you could possibly drink a bang, I almost feel like I wasted it because it's like I'm not feeling any rush whatsoever, as if I do anyway. Whatever my caffeine tolerance is, I don't feel it anyway. I don't feel anything from caffeine anymore, but I just know when I haven't had it. That's kind of like how things were when I smoked weed all day, every day when I was younger. I wouldn't even get high. I would just be like, I know that I haven't smoked today and I want to. That's kind of how it is with caffeine where it's like, I know that I haven't had it yet. Mommy needs caffeine. I I, I only know at this point, I don't get any kind of rush from caffeine. I just get a signal in my brain that says, mommy needs caffeine. Mommy needs coffee. That's all I, that's the only way I know that I need caffeine. Uh, but yeah, I almost feel like I wasted this can of bang because it's like I drank it so slowly. I probably got no rush. Although at the, based on what I'm talking about and how fast I'm talking right now, I'm starting to think that it actually is impacting me. But you know what? I'm going to save these last few drops of sweet, sweet cherry blade lemonade. I'm going to save them for the final moments here. That's what this was all about. It was about ending this episode with just the sound of the last drops in a can of bang going down my throat. The, the moral of the story today, it's... You can appreciate me, but you don't have to follow me. And I think my new fetish is actually people who like me or like what I do, but can't bear to follow my Instagram account. That's my new fetish. You know, my old fetish was when a girl opens up a two liter bottle of soda in the fridge and says and tastes it and says, this tastes flat. That was my old fetish. When a girl tastes a two-liter bottle of soda that's been in the fridge for a week and comments that it tastes flat, nothing gets me more excited than that, except when someone unfollows me but remains a fan of what I do. Here's those last drops. Happy Friday. Nothing like it's the first time I've ever slurped the end of a can of bang. This land is mine God gave this land to me This brave, this golden land to me And when the morning sun Reveals her hills and plains I see a land where children can run free.